This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Hello and welcome to a new Media Week podcast. My name is Kruti Joshi and I'm the Deputy Editor of Media Week. Today we're in the BBC Studios offices in Sydney, which is located in Mukman's Point. And in front of me is Liam Keelan. His title is BBC Studios Director of Scripted. This includes drama, comedy and children. That's a bit of a mouthful, Liam. It is a bit of a mouthful, yeah, and a bit of a, uh, a wide-ranging job uh, looking after all the drama outputs, all the investments into drama and comedy and children's as well, yeah. So if you were to explain your role to someone outside the media industry, someone walking on the street, how would you do that? Um, well, I'd say I'm, I'm responsible for all the investment that goes into those genre. Um, I'm also responsible for a lot of the relationships with the production partners, so the people who are actually making the content and uh, some of the talent relationships like writer relationships and producers, directors, all those kinds of uh, different talent uh, that, that are involved in making drama, comedy and children's. When you tell people that, what is the most common question you get about what show? <laughs> um, oh, I mean, the, the great thing about the BBC is it, is it produces such a wide range of drama and, and comedy and children's, but uh, so... It, Different people have different favourites. I mean, this morning someone was talking to me about the new series of Luther coming up. Uh, it, someone else was asking about period drama because they love that. So it's uh, that that's the beauty of working at the BBC. You get a real breadth in terms of output. Now, what are some of the privileges of your roles? Do you get to see these dramas before they air? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fundamental part of the job is uh, I, I don't just get to see them before they go out. I get to see the early scripts. And in fact, sometimes I'm having conversations with writers about uh, ideas for dramas and, uh, and, and uh, how they see them developing. And then I'll see early drafts of scripts. And then as it develops, then you, you'll see rushes that's, you know, individual clips as as, dra- as the drama is being filled and uh, filmed and then as it all comes together you see the finished proje- pro- product it's uh, it's an amazing role in that respect so you must be a trained master in keeping secrets in order to make sure that no spoilers get out there yeah, that's that's absolutely true, particularly for shows like Luther and uh, and Doctor Who, where there's a massive online community. You want to know every detail about those shows. You have to uh, keep mum at all times. I think the fans of Doctor Who would have a lot of questions for you, including the first female to be cast as Doctor Who ever. Now, that created quite a wave worldwide because it is such a big show, has such a massive fan following as well. How did you come about that decision? Can you walk us through it? Well, ultimately, it was the the writer and showrunner's decision. That's uh, Chris Chibnall, who who, who you'll know from from shows like Broadchurch. He's he's always been a massive fan of uh, Doctor Who. In fact, he's written on previous uh, episodes when Stephen Moffat was the showrunner. uh, And also, he he contributed to shows like Torchwood as well. So he's a a massive fan, and and he took on the mantle of uh, showrunner uh, after Stephen Moffat. And obviously, he had his own vision for the show, uh, 
there and part of that was the regeneration and the the idea that it it, it should be a a lead female um as as the new doctor um and what i think where where he came to uh, in that decision was uh, you know he he knew jody uh, really really well from working with her on broadchurch she also was a massive fan um i've i've seen early i've seen the first episode of it she completely inhabits that role in a way that just absolutely makes sense and it's wonderful to see her uh, play the doctor so well now the common saying is if something's working don't mess with it too much doctor who obviously has been working season after season Mm. after season so how do you make sure you don't tamper with a format that is already a hit yeah, I mean, it's that, but that again is the beauty of Doctor Who in, in that, you know, the, the regeneration comes with a completely new character, a, a completely new style and, uh, and way of, of tackling that show whilst, you know, it, it's, it still retains some of the wit and, you know, scariness and things that the fans absolutely love. So, you know, I, I think, um, I think what you'll see from the new series is, is, is something that's very true to the the heart and essence of that show but moves it on and I think uh, it's really, I think Chris would say uh, himself it's really important that uh, it's, it's, it's going out there f- for, for the fans but also a new audience and, and bringing that family audience in, it's really, really important. Now you talk, you spoke about new audiences and I know I'm banging on about Doctor Who a lot but <laughs> as you can tell I'm really fascinated yeah. by the format. What sort of audiences are you expecting to reach? And at the end of the day, how do you think it will travel overseas? I, I think I think Doctor Who will always always appeal to a really broad audience. Uh, it appeal, appeals to different audiences in different countries. It plays very very successfully in in uh, in the US, for example, to a, a slightly older. Uh, male audience, uh, whereas in the UK it tends to be a broad family audience that comes to it. So um, I, I, I think that that is, you know, again, it's it's something that's very special about the show in that it's got real broad appeal. That's the, that's the reason it's pay, playing at the heart of the BBC One schedule. BBC is. A big commission commissions quite a lot of drama mm-hmm. as well. ITV has been stepping up its game in in the UK as well. How do you compare with that competition? Um, well, for me, it's 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 not it's not competition. It's uh, it's it's all you know. I mean, Victoria, you mentioned before, that's, that's one of the shows that we represent, uh, for, for, for BBC Studios, even though it's, uh, it's an ITV show. It plays on Sunday nights at ITV. So it's, I, I think it's, it's all really, really positive that BBC and ITV are investing so much more into drama. I mean, the BBC, uh, um, investments into drama has, has gone up by you know many many millions of pounds over the past uh, few years our, our investment uh, via studios has doubled over the past few years so i think it's 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 all a, a really really positive in a, a message in a, in a very competitive market now for me being on the outside and sometimes listening to the abc radio here which tends to channel a lot of BBC radio programming as well. I tend to find that anything that the BBC does is heavily scrutinised by the media there. And you mentioned that BBC's actually increased its investment in drama. Mm -hmm. So when you reason that or when you put that out to the public, how do you reason that investment? 
Because it's it's one of the things that the audience really, really cares about. Uh, if you look at uh, things that the BBC is known for internationally, probably top of the list would be its news provision. It's a very uh, respected uh, broadcaster in terms of news. But then second to that is drama. People really, really care about the provision of drama and that it's it's providing something innovative. It's got a, a range of different drama. It's got It's giving a platform to different voices, both established writers like Chris Chibnall or Andrew Davies, who's just uh, adapted Les Miserables, but also giving a platform to new and emerging writers as well. So that that's it's an incredibly important part of what the BBC does. Now, talking about BBC in Australia, you are based in the UK and yeah. are out here for about a week, yes. um, and it's in the week of the BBC upfront. Tell us about what people can expect from BBC First next year. Um, well, I, I think um, we, we were talking about it earlier. It's, I think it's the you've got the best range of output that you've probably ever had on on BBC First coming up. There's uh, you know that breadth I was talking about in terms of subgenre within drama is 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 there for all to see. Uh, you've got shows like uh, an adaptation of uh, Les Misérables coming up. You've got a new Le Carré series, Little Drummer Girl, uh, coming up, which is going to be a you know. A, off the back of the night manager which was obviously huge is is going to be massive again um you've got the established favorites like death in paradise call a midwife uh, those those kinds of shows coming up a new series of luther um so you know it's it's a very very rich portfolio of new drama coming up on bbc first this year Obviously, we'll run the list at mediaweek.com.au, so don't forget to check that out. Um, and talking about uh, commissions for BBC First in Australia, how do you decide about what shows should air here and what shows will go well with the Australian audience because BBC slate of drama is huge. Yes, it's uh, well. I think it's um, it's it's about tailoring it for a for a premium audience and, and an audience that's uh, you know slightly older, slightly more upmarket up demographic. Uh, they they want event uh, led drama. So things like Les Miserables, which I mentioned before, are you know very very important that you have or L- Little Drummer Girl, really really big premium drama that feel like big talking points uh, they're the shows that really cut through things like top of the lake as well which ran there uh, um last year so they're, they're all you know really important for the mix and talking about the australian audience how important is it when it's placed you know in the global context of things for the bbc uh, it's it's a fantastically important market. It's uh, you know the the US, Australia, uh, Western Europe. They're all really really important. But you know there's a big connection in terms of uh, sensibility uh, between Australia and and, and the UK. Uh, they're very like minded in terms of uh, the the drama that they want and the you know that um, that need for quality. When looking at the trend in terms of popularity for British drama, what have your observations been? Um, but it's it's growing. I mean, it's you know that investment and the the scale and type of drama that we're doing uh, at the BBC is 
is having a real impact there in, you know, not, not just in, in the, in the UK and Australia, you know, anecdotally when I'm in the US, the demand for UK drama is, is greater than it's ever been. Obviously the, the, the advent of the SVOD streamers has, has had a role to play in that and, uh, you know, the different types of drama that's out there, but UK drama is more popular now than it's ever been. The obvious argument would be that you can always Im- improve a reach of a drama by making them available on the streaming platforms that you just mentioned. But a lot of the BBC dramas in Australia are on BBC First. Yeah. So has there been any thought process in introducing a lot of these dramas on streaming platforms? Um, it's it's about the mix, really. So I think uh, the, the priority for us in this market is is BBC First, uh, and you know I think what what BBC First is great at is not just you know ha- having that platform of great drama, but it's it's also re- reputationally it's great to have all that drama in one place uh, rather than it's dotted around in, in, in different areas. So I think BBC First does a really, really good job both in terms of you know promoting the individual dramas but also promoting what the BBC does generally in drama terms and that it's, it's there as a, as a quality provider of, of that genre. Have there been any conversations around introducing BBC streaming platform iPlayer in Australia? Uh, no, no, not not at the, not for the time being. I think we're we're happy with the provision of drama that we've got here. Um, obviously, the iPlayer is very very successful catch up service and streaming service in in, in the UK. Uh, we have BritBox in 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 the US as well. But I think we're we feel as if BBC First is 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 and UK TV is is perfect for what we have in uh, in, in in Australia. BBC, I remember, also used to have setups with ABC to show some of its dramas as well. And when BBC first was introduced, that was kind of taken back as well. Any chances of, or how are you planning on reaching that free-to-air TV audience in Australia? Because it's still bigger than the subscription TV audience? Um, I'm not an expert in this uh, part, but I, you know, as far as I'm aware, there, there, is, there are second windows uh, on, on the ABC, so that's, uh, that's an absolutely important part of, of, of that provision. It's, you know, obviously, with any, with any drama, you want to, to be seen by the widest possible audience, uh, you know, first and foremost on BBC First, but then through, via second windows. Now, I know BBC as an organisation is more UK-focused, but any chances of commissioning dramas that are more connected to Australia in terms of, you know, have either been set here mm. or are Australian specials? Yeah, I mean, that's something we're, we're constantly looking at, you know, particularly as there's such a strong connection between the two countries. And obviously we've had uh, dramas like Top of the Lake and Top of the Lake China Girl and Banished. Uh, uh, so that, that is something that we're, we're, we're hoping, uh, you know, we can do more of in the future. Where do you see BBC First's biggest growth opportunity locally? 
Um, I think it's it's just building on on what we've got. I think uh, you know it's 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 a, a service that's grown uh, year on year in terms of its share, and that's 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 a so it's a real success story. Uh, so it obviously wants to hold that audience that it's got, but bring new audiences to it as well. And I think you know with shows like Little Drummer Girl and Les Miserables, you know new adaptations uh, and new really dramas of real scale uh, i would i would hope that the audience will grow over time now liam i did mention you're here for about a week right in the middle of well not right in the middle of winter i mean spring but <laughs> very early like days <laughs> must feel like summer to you <laughs> it does it's uh it's wonderful to be out you know if this is winter spring then uh, you know it's it, it's not a bad place to be at all liam thank you so much for your time i appreciate it thank you thank you That was another Media Week podcast. Find us at mediaweek.com.au, also on social at Media Week AUS on Twitter and Facebook.